Let's read a scripture. Psalm chapter 100, verse 4. Psalm chapter 100, verse, verse 4. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Let's read that scripture once again. If you all have your Bibles, uh, let's read it together. If you all have your electronic Bible or your hard copy, it's always good as a child of God to carry your hard copy, and I believe it. Uh, one of the reasons is because uh, we don't know how long electronic devices will continue to have Bible applications. I am thankful these are hosted by, outsourced by other companies and databases. Thankful for them, but it's always good to have a hard copy with us as well. Psalm 100 verse 4, enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Today I want to talk to our church about the power of a thankful heart. The power of a thankful heart. Somebody said this, if you want to live longer, be thankful every single day. Okay? The medicine to live longer, okay? The medicine to live longer is to not take any medicines out of CVS, but it is actually to understand what God has proclaimed in through the scriptures that every single day of our life, we are thankful for his mercy. We are thankful for another day that God has given us that we could live with and cherish with our friends and family and gather together in spaces where he has brought us together. So in Psalm 100 verse 4, uh, you know, as the scripture unfolds here, it talks to us about enter into his gates with thanksgiving. In other words, it's not when we walk into church and we, you know, tune into the frequency of our worship leaders, Danny or the team here, and uh, start singing with them. Although it's good that we start with them at our church and they help us and usher us into the presence of God collectively as a church. We sing unto the Lord, we worship Him. But praises and thanksgiving unto the name of God should be a lifestyle of a Christian. It begins at our home, not at church. Are you with me, church? Uh, it begins our home, not our church. Your, 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 your attitude of thanksgiving begins at home. Let your children watch you thanking God. Let, let your family members watch you thanking God for what God has proclaimed in your life. How many of you here in this room, you have experienced the good things of God in your life? I'm sure everybody here, every single day of our life, what a beauty it is. Though we have hardships, though we have struggles, though we face a number of tribulation, whatever comes to our life, could be a medical report, it could be a job situation, family relationship, whatever. But in the midst of that, a child of God will always remain constant on the foundation, the rock of ages that he has set his foot upon, Jesus himself, and can say, no matter what circumstances turn against, but I am faithful unto God because he is faithful to me. And I will always offer thanksgiving unto what God has done in my life. Are you with me, church? You're tracking with me. So enter into his coach with thanksgiving. The attitude of a Christian should be that we wake up, we offer praises to him. We walk into a church with thanksgiving. God, I'm thankful that today uh, I'm going to worship with you. I'm going to worship you along with the families you have brought me around. I'm thankful that as a corporate body of Christ, uh, we get to worship you. You know, sometimes you cannot worship as a congregation if you have not worshipped as a single person. Are you with me? You cannot worship God. You will, you'll find yourself so offloaded because you cannot connect with God if you have not connected with Him in your personal life. 
Although families do help you to step forward, but in our personal, personal life and nobody's around and seeing us, I pray that we will continue to enter his gates with thanksgiving. What happens is, number one, you see, you enter into a place is why it is a personal decision, a conviction set out in your heart that I'm no longer going to sit where I was at. I'm no longer be found at the place where I am at, but I have a journey to make. I have a place to go and I need to make a decision that my feet are up on the ground again and I am ready to walk into the courtroom of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, we see about the sacrifices that people had to offer for God to be pleased. God was pleased on their worship or before the worship, you know, the priest had to come and offer sacrifices, birds or animals. They had to offer sacrifices for God to be pleased. But in the New Testament, we come across and we see that Jesus himself became the sacrifice so that I no longer have to bring offerings to please God, but through the grace and the mercy of God, my sins have been taken away and I can approach his throne of grace with confidence, enter his gates with thanksgiving for what God has done in my life. Sometimes it is easy to worship God for the things he has done. We look back to say, God, I am thankful for the Red Sea you have opened. God, I am thankful for uh, the friendships I have received, for the connections, the network, the business, the relationships. I am thankful for everything that you have done in my life in the past. Or if you are seeing something God is doing in your life, in your present day situation, it's easier for us to thank God. But don't just thank Him for the things He has done. Don't associate God as a candy giver. Don't associate God as a broker, a, a dealer of some sort of a blessing you have received in your life. But always be thankful even when you have received shut doors. That job interview that did not go well, God does not want you there. That proposal that you applied or you, you looked up on whatever site, you know, it didn't work out. God did not want you there. Be thankful for the shut doors. Be thankful for the places where God has cut you off completely. Be thankful for the people he has taken out of your life. Because God is entrusted in building you for his kingdom and for eternity. Be thankful for the blessings we have received. And also for the things that we have not known yet. Knowing that in God... All things are possible. You know, when you read through the scriptures here, first and foremost thing, you see the word here, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. In other words, in just this one scripture, there are uh, 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 the word thanksgiving in the Hebrew. There are, you know, actually there are seven different words that have been used in the Hebrew Bible to mention thanksgiving or praises unto God. Seven different words have been used in the Bible. And in out of the seven words, four of those words have been used in Psalm 100 verse 4. Seven words that you see in the Hebrew Bible, in the Old Testament, where they talk about thanksgiving and praise and worship and blessing His holy name. But out of the seven, four of those words have been put down here in the scripture. Number one, the word Toda. Toda means a thanksgiving choir. Toda means a thanksgiving 
choir. Why do we have a choir, a worship team at church? Because along with a choir, we sing unto the Lord because it's scriptural. Toda, a thanksgiving choir. Number two is barak. Barak means to kneel in thanksgiving. A lot of us in the posture of our worshiping unto God, what do we do? We kneel down in his presence. We surrender ourselves. In other words, when you kneel down, it's a posture of saying that I am emptying myself out. God, you alone I rest my confidence upon. You alone I trust my life with and everything else will fail, but you will never fail me. When everything else will collapse, you will never collapse me. I rest my confidence upon you. And that's, that's what Barak, Barak means. The third word that uh, tells us here in Hebrew is Tehillah. Not Tequila. <laughs> tehillah. <laughs> it says to sing a song of thanksgiving. Although after a shot of Tequila, a lot of people might sing. But Tehillah means to sing a song of thanksgiving. Tehillah. Tehillah means to sing a song of thanksgiving. It comes from the bottom of your heart. It is not superficial. It is not man-made. It is not, you know, it was not influenced by anything outside. From the bottom and the inner depth of your heart comes out the, 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 the longing for His presence. The longing to offer worship unto the name of God. And that's what Tehillah means. To give, to sing a song of thanksgiving. It could be a new song. It could be a song that nobody has sung any time before. It could be a song that now Battle Music or Elevation or Maverick City has written down. It could be your own song. It don't have to be in the right majors or the keys, whatever. It is your own song. You can be a bathroom singer and yet praise the Lord because it is your song and it comes from the bottom of your heart. Are you with me, church? Oh, I'm so confident about this today. Because that's my story. You don't need to know all of everything outside, but yet you could be a singer because you are singing to God and not to man. It comes from the bottom of your heart. Sing unto the Lord a new song and I will offer my praises unto him. Tahila means to sing a song of thanksgiving. Fourth word is halal. That's where that's the root word for hallelujah. I know how to say hallelujah in Spanish. It's hallelujah. In Canada, it's hallelujah. In all the languages of the world, it's hallelujah. Although in Malayalam, it is hallelujah. <laughs> halal. Halal means to give thanks. To be by the clamorously foolish. Give thanks. Halal means to give thanks by being clamorously foolish. In other words, you know, it is, it is a sound of excitement. That you don't care about the people outside. You don't care about the people seated next to you. You don't care about people who is in the room. You don't care about nobody because it's nobody's business when you start worshiping God. Are you with me, church? It's nobody's business when you start thanking God. That's what halal means. I don't care about the people around me. Although I'm not going to upset anybody. But I will definitely upset the enemy today. Because it's my business to worship and to honor God. It's my business to honor him for the things that he has done in my life. Halal, the root word comes, it comes from hallelujah. Hallelujah, the root word is halal. You don't have to think about the right space and the timing. All now was the right timing for you to actually shout a hallelujah. You missed it. 
being clamorously foolish. You know, I love the portion. I love the story of David. David is walking, um, and then he starts stripping out his clothes, and he started walking, and people are singing praises for David, that David has slain the Goliath, slain the giant. David is not worried about who's singing for him. He is just thinking about what can I get rid of in my life to just honor him completely. He doesn't care about his title, his position, his crown, the people that associate with him. All he is worried about is, you know what? I am going to be foolish in front of everybody, but yet I'll be accepted by a king of kings and the Lord of lords. It's not you or your father's position that I am receiving. It is the God who saw me when I was in the jungles. It is the God who saw me when I was in the pit. It was the God who has brought me out. And if my God is faithful, I will be faithful unto him. It doesn't matter who supports me or not. It doesn't matter if people come together in agreement or not. I am here to offer my praises unto God. People may think you're foolish. People may think that you have gone nuts and crazy because of your worship. You know what Hannah, Hannah was praying? Uh, Eli didn't know what she was doing. She was just in that midst. She was just foolish because she was desperate. She was just praying unto the Lord for a miracle. Desperate moments will actually lead you to spaces where God's attention is upon you. In those desperate moments, what are you doing? What are you willing to do? Heaven's notice is upon your life. Listen, the word halal is clamorously being foolish. I don't care. I don't worry about the people around me. But I am here to worship and to, and to honor God. Fifth word is yada. Yada. It means to give thanks with extended hands. We do that all the time at church. That you know, Worship leaders or pastors here, we ask, you know, Let me, let's just lift our hands and in surrender. It's a, it's a posture of surrender. We say, God, I am thankful. I have been emptied out. I am extending my hands in thanksgiving unto the Lord. Word six is zamar. The word zamar means to give thanks with musical instruments. You know, as a church, we have a lot of uh, musical instruments. You see that in our personal spaces, you know, in your house. Some of you all have tambourines uh, in, your, in your home prayers, in your family prayers. You use musical instruments in your home settings as well to give thanks to us. Some people, you know, you don't, even if you don't find nothing around a musical instrument, you will just go on the table. You just hit on the table with a beat and still worshiping God. Let everything has noise. Praise the Lord, God Almighty. And with anything and everything that you have, you are ready and willing to worship the name of Jesus Christ. But as you look to this portion here, verse 6, the word 6 is zamar, to give thanks to the Lord with a musical instrument. Word 7 is called shabak. Shabak means to give thanks in a loud Tone, in a loud tone. So there are seven different words that you see. Seven different words in the Hebrew Bible that talks to about praising God or offering thanksgiving unto the presence of God. So this season, as a church, as a family, as members, individuals, we're gearing up for thanksgiving all across the globe. You know, we will have the best of the best food on display on the table and we will come together to celebrate a beautiful occasion along with our families. But I want to make sure that everybody understands why you have have gathered together. The very essence and the reason for it is Jesus and God Almighty. 
It is God and Him who has brought us together. Never forget to praise Him. It could be any of these postures or these words that you may use in your life to actually express your desires, express your love. In other words, when you look at all of these words here, these are expressions of your worship. Toda, Barak, Tehilla, Halal, Yadas, Zamar, Shabak. All of these are expressions of one's worship to God. How do you express your love to your loved one, your spouse? How do you express your love to your best friend? How do you express your love within your relationship where God has positioned you? There are different love languages that y'all have operated in. But what is the way that you express your love unto God? During this season of Thanksgiving, I pray and I challenge, I encourage that as families find time and moment in your life to look back into God's faithfulness. All the things God has done in our life, when everything else fails, His love stays constant forever. Look back and thank the Lord for all the things He has done in our life. You know, I want to share something here. Acknowledging the good that you already have. Listen to this. Acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation of all abundance. Acknowledging the good that you already have in your life. Some people are prophetic in nature for complaining. They complain about everything. Like they have their doctorate, their PhD in complaining. Some of the folks, you talk to them for three minutes, you know, you are depressed for the next week because they are so much into just complaining. If you don't like what is around you, just change your words. Your words create the world around you. And as God's anointed children seated in this room, it's our words that create the world around you. And your word and every single word that you pour out has life in it. It is creative in nature. It can either destroy or to build. And I pray during this week of Thanksgiving, let us use words to thank God for the things he has already done. Acknowledging the good that you already have in our life. Sometimes comparison, when you look at it, comparison kills the joy of contentment. We start comparing with people. Comparing with their job, their social status, their influence, their work, their glamour. They start comparing. We start comparing. When we start comparing, we're always looking into others' reels and forgetting our own story. Just a 10-second snippet of somebody's story does not reveal their whole life. And we are just looking into the glamorous shop, the best of the best, that social media will feed and we are allowing that to feed on to ourselves. And guess what is happening? By the end of the day, you are so negatively filled because you're comparing yourself with everybody else. You're missing out the point there. Acknowledging the good, all good things come from our Father in heaven. Everything. And I believe as a child of God, even for the beatings that I have received in my life for my parents, I am thankful for them. I am thankful, you know, I was telling my son Josiah, Anisha was telling, so, you know, Anisha is more strict than me with Josiah and our kids, you know, so Anisha was like, you have no idea. Anisha just showed her love towards Josiah because it's live stream, I can't say fully, right? 
Anissa just showed her love towards Josiah a couple of days ago. And uh, in the evening, she came back and she asked Josiah, uh, does it hurt? <laughs> and Josiah like, what, the, what happened? Like, like he doesn't know she had, um, you know. <laughs> and he totally forgot. He totally forgot. And, and Anissa is like, you have no idea in my childhood if our parents show their love upon us. Those marks will be, yes Paul, those marks will be on our body for the next two days. That we have to put extra makeup and hide it when we go outside to meet with our friends. Y'all with me? Y'all good people, right? Very good. (laughs) Acknowledging the good. Even the closed doors in our life. The setbacks that we have experienced in our life. Acknowledge it has good Gifts from our heavenly father. Who knows the best for us? Our father in heaven knows the best for us. When a relationship didn't work out. When a job interview did not go the way it is. When things don't go the way we have planned. Always understand he is still on the schedule for us. He is still in control for us. We don't worship God just because of the goody things he is giving. He is not a candy man. Just for the things that... We have received in our life. We worship him for who he is. And I think as a Christian, we should always mature from where we are at in our life. As a baby Christian, babies, kids, they love the gifts and the things that we give it to them. They associate us with the gifts. My brother is coming and he's already planned the gifts for my son. And Josiah is excited. I hope he's excited to see my brother tonight. But more than that, he's excited to just open up his bag and go through to see what the toys, the dinosaurs that he is getting for Josiah. Are you with me, church? We always associate God with the things he has blessed us with. God is bigger than, much bigger than the things you and me have. Mature as a child of God. That even when I don't have it, I am content with what I have it. Because that, as I read it, that establishes the foundation for all abundance. All of heaven's abundance is our inheritance. Are you with me, church? All of heaven's abundance is our inheritance. You know, as a, as a parent, the desire of most parents all parents, is that to provide for our children. That when children carry on the reins of your business, your organization, your ministry, whatever you have started, it is a blessing of what God has invested in you. That generation after generation, they are getting to carry it forward. Are you with me, church? Generation after generation. God never blesses a person for just that particular time period. For generation after generation, your blessing is carried forward. Listen to this very carefully. My dad planted a church in Bangalore, India. That's my home church. This is my home church here in the U.S. That's my home church in Bangalore, India. My heart's desire is that God will replant me in the place where God has established my parents to pastor. The reason is a lot of hard work and sweat and blood that has been poured out. And I'm praying for a right time and a season where God will 
uproot us and take us back into a season in South India to minister. I'm praying in the right timing. The reason why I share this is because I want y'all to understand there's a great gift in carrying forward what God has done with the forefathers. In through ancient history of the Hebrew text that we come across, we see the blessings of Abraham was carried over by Isaac. And then, you know, it's carried over by Jacob. And it's carried over into generation after generation. Why? Because God wanted that people will carry forward that he has done in one generation. That no longer you come because somebody else in your previous generation has done it, but because you will have a fresh encounter with him. And you will recognize what God has done in the previous generation. So parents in this room, teach your children your hardships. Teach your children the ways you have come together. Nobody has been on the top the moment they were born. There is a hard work. Teach your children. For generation after generation, my message to the American church or the churches here or people listening to me, people here in this space is that we will always look back to see where we have come from. Never forget our humble beginnings. Every individual here. We get so lost up. We get so lost with all the glamour and all the, all, 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 all the commercialization of our so-called festivals, Thanksgiving or Christmas. We just, just get lost with all of that. But we need to go back to understand the very beginnings. If you don't understand the beginning, you will never have value for the end. If you never understand Genesis, you will have no value for Revelation. Are you with me, church? If you don't you know, value the origins, value the humble beginnings, value the, in other words, value the foundation, no matter how great you want to build. If you don't know the foundation, you will never be able to build anything on top because you're forfeiting what is already set below when nobody can see. Nobody knows the foundation of this building. Nobody knows the foundation of the house that you live in. Nobody knows the foundation of our houses or the places or dwelling, wherever we are. You don't go, I'm going to a restaurant tomorrow. I don't go, let me check the foundation. Only then I'll go and have my dinner. You all do that? You'll check the foundation and then you go and say, no, I'm so scared. I want to check my foundation. No, you go there because you believe there's a strong foundation that has already been laid where people cannot see. Young people listening to me, understand the value of strong foundations that has been set for us, it is for our blessing. And also young parents listening to me, teach our children, the Gen Z or the generations to come forward, teach our children the value of strong foundations that you set for their life. Glamour, Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, New Year celebration, everything will come and go. But if there's one thing you can set in the life of your children, it's a daily valuing God's presence, that is the foundation that you can set and help them understand that. There are three things that I want to bring your attention to. Three things. Three things. Number one, be thankful to God in all circumstances. I kind of mentioned on that. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances for God. This is God's will for you. Not somebody else's. This is God's plain scripture that I'm mentioning to you today. 
Be thankful to God in all circumstances, no matter what circumstances are. Now think about those circumstances in your life, in your personal life. Just apply that in your own life. What are the moments that you failed to thank Him and you did not understand God was still in that moment? You, did not, you forgot that God has led us thus far. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord at all times. At all times. 24 hours in a day. 60 minutes in an hour. 7 days in a week. 30 or 31 days in, in a month, 365 or 66 days in a year, all days, every single second of my life, I will extol the Lord at all times. That does not mean we have to sit and chant. Sometimes, you know, it becomes so socially awkward when you meet some people and you're talking to them, they'll be like, Sotram, 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 Sotram. I'm like, brother, I'm talking to you. They're like always praising. It's not chanting. It's not chanting. What we want to do is expressing the way your love is towards God and for the benefits, for all of the good things, for all of the ways. I will extol the Lord at all times. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 and 18 is a very interesting portion. I, I, I just hope that you all just underline or highlight that portion. Habakkuk, it's in the Old Testament. If you're looking in the New Testament, it's in the Old Testament. Chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. It's a very interesting portion here when prophet um, Habakkuk is proclaiming to the children of Israel. It's like, though the fig tree does not bud, but though the fig tree, you're reading that? Though the fig tree does not bud, or there are no grapes in the wines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, verse 18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. In the translations, when you look at it, you, you, you see that, Yet I will, yada, give thanks to the Lord with my extended hands. Yet, even though I find I worked so hard in the sheep pen, but I didn't find anything, no blessing. I worked so hard for the harvest, but I didn't find any blessing. Harvest time was a big failure in my life. I studied really hard. I worked really hard. I did everything that I can do out of my own strength, and I found no blessing here, but yet I will still worship God. Well, that's the posture of a mature child of God, not a baby Christian. A mature child of God who has grown in stages of being in union with your maker, Lord Jesus Christ. Though I found failures in my life, one after the other, painful encounters in my life, one after the other, but it will never stop me from worshiping who my God is. It will never stop me from being rejoiceful, joyful in the presence of God because I believe in all these things God was working for the good of my life. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 and 
15, Prophet Habakkuk is, is helping the people who had had losses in their life when enemy nations have subdued them and destroyed their hard work. You know, you work hard for something and then, you know, those people that you trusted will leave you. You worked hard for something and things don't go the way you planned. Things don't go the way you had thought for. You know, always remember Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 and 18, what the Bible talks to us about. This is a living book of the word. This is a living word of God Almighty. It encourages us. And this morning, I'm encouraging our church here. Though you have failures and setbacks in our life, but always know that God knows the best for us. He knows the best for us. Second thing that I mentioned to my church today is thankfulness brings healing. Remember, I mentioned if you want to live longer, have a thankful heart. See, the heart is the seed throne of all emotions. As a human being, we have emotions. We display emotions, right? Our face displays what our heart is thinking, how our heart has been. If anybody, husband and wife, you fought in your house this morning and you came to church, I know from the far away that something, there is something wrong within your family equation today. I don't, I don't need to be prophetic or I don't need to get a vision. You know in the countenance of when you come around people because your face will display what your heart is like. Listen, thankfulness brings healing. Let me just ask my church, this season in your life, just be thankful for all the things you have received. You'll slowly start seeing healing in your life. And when healing happens, don't go back into the things that have derailed you, but walk in the ways for a complete healing. Thankfulness brings healing. You know, John chapter 11, I love the scripture here. John chapter 11, verse 41 to 42, is a very, what is the shortest scripture in the Bible? John 11, 35, it says, I think it's 35, it says, Jesus wept. Where is Jesus standing? In front of the tomb, whose tomb? Lazarus's tomb. Lazarus is dead for three days. His body is stinking, decaying, stench all around. And Jesus is standing right outside of Lazarus's tomb. And as Jesus stands there, he is making a prayer unto God. Jesus, the Son of God, God Himself, He's making a prayer <clears throat> unto God. It says, chapter 11, verse 41 and 42, it says, So they removed the stone. People removed the stone. Then Jesus raised His eyes. And said, Father, number one, I thank you for you have already heard me. I thank you for you have already heard me. You know, just imagine this. I'm standing next to somebody's graveyard site, you know, as I am doing my burial service. And I stand there. I'm like, I thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity here. People will be like, you know, take out another space for the pastor. You know, let, him, let us put him there. People here were around Jesus, and Jesus said, you know what, God, I want to thank you that you are hearing me. You have heard me, you are hearing me, and you will always hear me. And this is a prayer of thanksgiving unto God, even before the healing happens. A prayer of thanksgiving unto God, even before the miracle unfolds here. You know, thanksgiving brings healing to our life. Brother, wherever you are today, be thankful. It brings healing to your life. It brings blessing of God's mighty hand to shower and usher His blessing upon our life. In our situations, God's peace will come through when you are just thankful unto the presence of God. 
Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But because these people are standing around me, so that they believe that you sent me. God, I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you, a posture of a Christian, to thank him even before we see the miracle. Can I have the worship team behind me? Number three, they're going to talk to us about is thankfulness multiplies happiness. What you are content with just your husband and wife, you know, sharing actually, when you start giving out, it, it multiplies happiness. What you enjoy just by yourself, you enjoy more in the company of many people. Are you with me, church? In the company of more people gathering together, you share that joy. You share that happiness. In, in, in the scriptures, we see another story in the Bible when Jesus, in Luke chapter 9, verse 6 to 16 to 17, we see Jesus multiplying the five loaves and two fish. He multiplies that. But before he did that, he said, taking the five loaves and two fish, looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke them. The attitude of thanksgiving unto the presence of God multiplies your well-being and your peaceful posture in wherever God has positioned you. An attitude of thanksgiving unto the presence of God. It multiplies the happiness or whatever you feel stuck with the season whatever you feel like you know i wish i had somebody else to enjoy this you're single you're waiting to get married you praise god when you are single and he will bring in the right person where together you can honor and worship god when husband and wife, you just by yourself start honoring and praising God, He will give you a family of children that will be around you. And together, that happiness of thanksgiving is multiplied in the system God has ordained you with. God has positioned us in a church. We gather here with our gifts. There are people here who have blessed with gifts and talents. When somebody in their gifting comes here and sings, their singing, their gift is multiplied into a group of people that enjoy it. Are you with me, church? Whatever gift, whatever calling God has positioned in your life, you know, it's always a blessing when you get to share it. Not just me, but for the people. The way kingdom principle works is whatever God gives me, it is for the kingdom. The influence, the people, the connections, the resources, the wealth, whatever God gives me, it is for the people. When you see the well-being of around, others around you, you will have a peaceful life. As I wind up here, I have to remind our church, listen, be thankful for the struggles you go through in life. They make you stronger, wiser, and Finally, the most important, humble. Be thankful for the struggles you go through in life. They make you stronger. They make you wiser. Number three, they make you humble. Humility, humility is the dress code of God's children. We walk humbly in the presence of God Almighty. Listen, a thankful heart 
makes sense of our past, brings peace for our today, and creates a vision for our tomorrow. Listen to this very carefully. A thankful heart, a thankful heart. I, I hope you know, people here are nurturing a thankful heart. A thankful heart makes sense of our past, brings peace for our today, and creates a vision for our tomorrow. And I pray that this will be the greatest season in the walk and the journey of your family life. As everybody here are making plans of get-togethers and fellowships, but do not keep Jesus out. Do not keep Jesus in the freezer and get the turkey out. He should always be the main person with all our celebrations. Don't keep him out, brothers. Don't keep him out, my family members. This Thanksgiving, let's nurture our heart. Like a reminder at church, I was pondering upon this yesterday as I was meditating on the scriptures, as I was traveling different places, I was just thinking through this. Every single one of us in this room, there is somebody God has used to be a blessing in your life, right? We can always think about somebody that has come through your life, especially as immigrant families. We've all come from different spaces and places. We migrated, we moved, we, we, you know, we, we unpacked, we established our home here. And during those days, somebody has come and helped us. In our jobs, in our places, in our Christian walk and faith, God has used people to bless us. During this week of Thanksgiving, just think of those people. If you can, send them a text message, make a call, and if you can say, brother, sister, thank you for what you have done in my life. I was just thinking about, um, and I shared that during our first service today, and I don't want to share that again. But I was just thinking back into all of God's blessings in my life as a single person, in our life as married, as a family, all of the people God has used in our life to be a blessing to us in every sort, spiritually, financially, in every sort, God has used people to be a blessing. And as a pastor, I'm a recipient of all of the blessings, as a recipient of all of those blessings. I think about all of those people that have, that have helped me when we had nothing, even today. And I just remind my church, the dress code of God's children is humility. Think of all of those people that has helped you in whatever way it is. It could be a word of encouragement. Reach out to them. Tell them thank you before you have your Thanksgiving meal this year. I hope it'll change us as a kingdom, kingdom person. A thankful heart makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, creates a vision for our tomorrow. As I'm taking my church's attention towards the Holy Communion table, this is exactly what the communion talks about. When I look at the communion table, I am thankful for what it has been done in the past. Christ became the sin. He's taken my pain away. Died for me. Listen, a heart, a thankful heart makes sense of my past. That was my past. He took that upon himself 
it brings peace for me today i want to take your attention to it the very beginning scripture that i shared here psalm 100 verse 4 enter into his gates with thanksgiving listen you don't have to bring any other offerings to please god it is the very words of your mouth that has been offered unto him as a sacrifice of praise unto his presence new testament calls us i now can approach the throne of grace with confidence why because jesus already has completed accomplished what he needed to do on the cross 2000 years ago people who believe in him walk in his ways this season of our thanksgiving and this sunday as we get to take part in the holy communion i'm just asking our church can we just pause for the next 2 minutes every eye close make a humble prayer just you and god just between you and god and let's pray unto god this season just say thank you thank you god for the blessings i have received for all the things that you have done for me god i thank you for you are great god i thank you for your wonderful god i thank you for the mercies i have received 